Well, look at that Friday already. That means it's time for the weekend and another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gommerson. And we are here on the fifth Friday in January, another Freeform Friday. We are grateful to be here. And it's also my brother Bartholomew Gommerson's birthday. Uh, He's the founder of The Whole Chef. And his segment has been featured here on Freeform Friday before. Hey. So happy birthday to BJ. All right. Um, and we look forward to your next Whole Chef segment. We do not have one for today, um, but that's just because he's a very busy guy. He recently got a promotion at work. All right. And so he keeps very busy. Um, but we're hoping to um, return to the Whole Chef very soon. So keep listening, and we will hopefully have that. But today we have some pretty exciting things to do. But to kick it off, let's go with our quote of the day. Resolution one, I will live for God. Resolution two, if no one else does, I still will. That's from Jonathan Edwards, our quote of the day. All right. And I just thought this was a really good quote for our first Freeform Friday of the year. Um, I know we're we're almost a month into the new year already, which is surprising. It's crazy. But uh but it is still early enough um, to resolve to make needed changes in the new year and, and maybe to uh, renew some of these um, resolves that you had on the first of the year because God always gives us more chances to do the right thing. And so I want to encourage you not to give up on your goals, to continue to strive for excellence in 2016, and remember to work as unto the Lord. All right. Well, um, as per usual on Freeform Friday, we have a hymn story, and Adam has that for us. And this is on the hymn Another Year is Dawning, which was written by Francis Ridley Havergal, who was born on December 14, 1836, at Astley. Worcester, England, into a cultured religious family. At the age of three, Frances could read, and at the age of seven, she was already writing verses. So she was absolutely brilliant. She received her education at English and German boarding schools and enjoyed exceptional advantages of culture and travel. She became a natural linguist, mastering French, German, Italian, Latin, Greek, and Hebrew. Miss Havergal was also a devoted Bible student, memorizing much of the New Testament as well as the Psalms, Isaiah, and the Minor Prophets even. She was a brilliant pianist and interpreter of the music of the masters, especially Handel and from Beethoven, and was a very gifted singer. What's interesting is as she was writing this hymn, she became very frail in her health, and Miss Havergal on one day caught a severe cold which caused inflammation of the lungs. When told that her life was in danger, Time became very precious to her, and it was during this time that this became so real to her as she then wrote her hymn, Another Year is Dawning. And in prayer was to live to see the dawning of a new year. Though she lingered for several months, she resolved her soul to the Lord's will. And though she anticipated another year of service for her Lord, she was torn with the idea of her possible homecoming. She exclaimed, if I am really going, it is too good to be true. On the day of her passing, she looked up steadfastly as if she saw the Lord, and surely nothing less heavenly could have reflected such a glorious radiance upon her face. For ten minutes, she watched that almost visible meeting with her king, and her countenance was so glad as if 
She were already talking to him. Then Francis Havergal died at the early age of just 42 on June 3rd, 1879 in Swansea, Wales. On her tombstone at Astley Worcester carved her favorite text, 1 John 1, 7, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanseth us from all sin. Even though she lived a short life, she had so much to offer and used her gifts to write this beautiful hymn that people continue to not only sing but perform through music today. And uh, we will have the lyrics on the blog. Um, I just realized, looking at my notes, that I forgot to include the lyrics um, as part of the notes for the hymn story. But we will post those lyrics on the blog for this episode. So if you look for the Freeform Friday January episode of the podcast on uh, speakingforhim.blogspot.com, you will find the lyrics as well as the link to the source material for the hymn story. So um, I really like that hymn. We've we've referenced it before on a New Year's podcast, but I thought it was kind of um, neat to go there with our hymn story on this day because it's it's the first of the year mm-hmm. for Freeform Friday, and I know um, that people enjoy hymn stories. So I hope that you're enjoying this feature of Freeform Friday where we delve in these great hymns of the faith and if you have any other ideas for segments for this particular series of episodes let us know all right well adam you told me before we hit record that you had something um that you might be able to share with us and so why don't we let you do that i am quite excited about this so by 2016 now, you would think that we'd have flying cars and transporters that would send us from here to the moon, you know, all this crazy stuff, and yeah, that's in the works. But there is something that Domino's has came out with, Domino's Pizza, within the past couple months that I'm pretty stoked about. They have teamed up with the app Flick to create a new product called Easy Order. You ready for this? What you do is you get this app downloaded on your smartphone. And then you can get a small button from Domino's. It's literally in a mini pizza box, <laughs> not even joking. You press the button. When it's synced up to your phone, it sends the details of your last order to Domino's. So your payment info and the flavor of pizza you had or what's your favorite. And what happens is by pressing that button, boom, instantly the order is sent to Domino's. And that is your easy button moment of life. So Bluetooth for pizza? (laughs) That's pretty much it. Yeah, you press one button, just like the Staples Easy button, and your pizza slash laziness should be there in 30 minutes or less. That's wild because I always used to watch those ads with the Easy button and wish that I had one of those. (laughs) So now there's a real-life example from Domino's Pizza. Now you can get one in a pizza box and it'll be less greasy than the pizza. How about that? Well, uh, we will share a link to that too. On the blog, so um, I will make sure to get that from Adam so we can get that up on the blog so you can see how you can get your Domino's Pizza um, easy button. And my hope is that it catches on because Papa John's is my pizza of choice. And so if Papa John's gets an easy button plus one a little closer to my home in the boondocks, (laughs) uh, that would be uh, helpful. Payne Manning, if you want to start a Papa John's in Howard City, Michigan. (laughs) Let me know. Please do. That'd be great. Imagine being at a party and just, I just ordered two pizzas. It's just that easy. The the only thing I'm thinking, and hear me out on this, if you have little kids (laughs) and they get a hold of it, can you imagine your brothers? They're like, 
I want pizza, mom. <laughs> You'd be like, why are there five pizzas at our door and my iTunes account is overdrawn by 50 bucks? <laughs> what happens? So there could be ramifications. I'm sure I'm sure there's safeguards. There's probably some kind of password or whatever. But, yes. But yeah, that does sound intriguing. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. And then uh, I have a story um, about just a giving spirit, which I think um is appropriate we've come off the christmas holidays we're not really thinking about much except getting out of this winter yes so i just thought that this would be a good story and i gave it to adam to uh summarize for us about a story uh of giving so imagine you're at the store and you see a little girl three years old and she's she's with her mom and they're in the barbie aisle which i know nothing about and she's looking at this doll, this huge size doll. And this little girl's like, Mom, I want this so bad. We, I, I want it. And she's like, well, sweetie, I don't know. Then this big guy, like over six feet tall, really muscular looking, comes over. He grabs that last doll that's left on the shelf. And he walks away with it. Now, for a second, imagine how that little girl is feeling. And the mom even, probably like, really? He saw that we were looking at this in the store and – my daughter wanted this doll, and so she's kind of bummed and sad. Well, there's a happy ending to this. As a few minutes later, that young man who took the doll came back, gave it to the little girl, and said, Hey, guess what? It's yours. This guy actually bought the doll for him and brought it back to her in the aisle at that store. And what's so cool is this guy, his name is uh, Tario Fuller the second. He's a freshman football player on the Purdue University football team. Uh, just wanted to pay it forward for the little girl and, and, and her mom. And then it was shared on uh, social media. And I don't know, did you hear like how many times it was shared within the first like 24 hours? I did not, but uh, that is really neat. And it's, it's always nice to see these these feel-good stories shared over and over again because there's enough negativity yes. out there in the world. And uh, my uncle uh, and I were talking about this a few months back, and he said it sure would be nice if there was one news program that the whole focus of the news program was positive news stories. Oh, that'd be great. I, I know that we have to tell bad news at times, um, but I also know in this, especially in the 24-hour news cycle we live in with smartphones and everything, it certainly is nice to have these feel-good um, stories of people doing good because there are still are good people out there. You know, we, we sometimes get discouraged that there's no hope for humanity left, but God is still on the throne He's still causing people to do good things. And so it's really nice to see um, someone, too, and, and someone that you would think would be kind of out of the girl's wheelhouse, too. I mean, this this is like an 18-, 19-year-old kid yeah. who plays college football. Big guy. Um, the last person you would think you'd be paying attention to is a 3-year-old girl in the doll aisle. Right. But he does, and he essentially makes her day. So that... Uh, that is an exciting thing. And uh, I just wanted to share that with you guys, the listeners. I hope that encourages you today. And as we continue um, to begin this year of 2016, that it would be a year of paying it forward, that we would find ways to reach out to people, that we would pay more attention. I think that's really what this is all about. And this is the part of it that struck me. Like I said, you wouldn't think that this 18, 19 year old, big, burly football player would be paying attention to a three-year-old in the doll aisle. But I think it, it speaks to this this fact of, and I don't know if he's a believer, 
but I think the spiritual application is if God prompts you for some reason to look over at the doll aisle and you see that little girl with her mom or whatever the case may be, maybe it's somebody who is putting stuff back from their cart because they can't afford their whole grocery bill. And you say, I'm going to pay for that, you know? And I'm speaking to myself as much as to anyone else. So this is something that we need to be thinking about, just thinking about the ways that we can help. And I just saw a Facebook status a few days ago uh, from a friend of mine who said that somebody had offered to pay for her coffee at Starbucks. And she offered to do the same, and she found out that she was like the 14th, I don't remember if it was 14 or 16, but somewhere in there, the 14th or 16th consecutive person to do that that day. Wow. And it's just kind of really exciting when when you see things like that. And that's a little thing, you know, buying somebody's coffee. But it can make a big difference um, because eventually they might come to someone in line that really can't afford to pay for the next order. But you're still blessing them. And the idea of blessing people is not to get things in return, but also it's kind of neat that God has a way of making sure that you do get rewarded. This is very true. And so that that's, that's just a really exciting thing. Um, have you any had any experiences like that, Adam? Where somebody's uh, paid it forward for me? Yeah. Uh, I have. One time. I was uh, actually went out to eat by myself one night. It was kind of a crazy day. And I grabbed a meal and as I was getting ready to pay, I took my credit card out. The waitress came over. She's like, oh, you don't have to. You're all set. You're paid for. And I was like, what? Seriously? And then, of course, you did that awkward like scan around the room. Like, who could it, who could it be? Um, but that that was cool. That was uh, – it, it just kind of lifts your mood. And it just gives you a, a burst of encouragement. And even if you don't know who it is, you're still like, you know, thank you, God, for that blessing. And they might not know a whole lot about you, too, but I'm sure that if they were prompted to do that, then they were blessed for following the prompting. Right. So, I mean, it's not, you don't always connect the dots, but God always has a way of putting that stuff together and um, making sure that people get encouragement right when they need it. Um, I remember one time when I was in Hobby Lobby, the day after Thanksgiving, I think, doing some shopping, and... Um, I don't even remember being all that discouraged. You know, I wasn't going through a rough time or anything, but I just remember this lady came up to me and pressed a bill in my hand. And I thought, well, maybe it's like a $5 bill. And I turned away and got out of the way. So I wasn't in the aisleway and looked at it. And it was a $20 bill. And she had said, go get yourself something nice for lunch. And Aww. I was like, $20. And then I turned around to say thank you, and she was gone. Now, she might have been an angel, <laughs> which might be why I couldn't find her, because I believe that it's possible that we sometimes interact with angels without knowing it. But whether she was a literal angel or whether she was just an angel that God sent into my life that day, it was a very encouraging thing. And so just be aware that if God's prompting you to help someone, it's a good idea to do so. And it's also encouraging for both of you. Definitely. So just keep that in mind. All right, well, along with um, some of the feel-good stuff that we talk about on these Freeform Fridays and the hymn stories, I also try to incorporate a little bit of humor. Uh, we had some fun with the 
easy button from Domino's. <laughs> but this is a little bit of humor from another Christian comedian. And I got to say, Adam, we're, we're pretty blessed in this day and age with the, with the quality of Christian comedians. They're out there proving every day that you can be funny yeah, and have people have a really good time at your shows without being vulgar and while lifting up the name of Jesus. And so this is another one of those. This is a segment from Ken Davis, and he will introduce it for you. But he calls this Ken Davis, the confused state of life. Hey, Ken Davis here. I hope you enjoy this little clip. I call it the confused stage of life. We did this for our movie, Fully Alive. Someone came up to me the other day and said, Hey, I know where you got that. You got it on the internet. Nope, the internet got it from me. That thing has gone viral, and I think you're going to enjoy the confused stage of life. And so I make my way out of this building, and I know exactly where we came in. I know exactly where the car is supposed to be. I walked out, and it was gone. My car had been stolen. Now I was in big trouble. So I picked up the phone. My first call was to the police. I said... I was in a meeting, and I am afraid I left my keys in the car, but you need to come. My car has been stolen. I want my car back. Would you please come? And I gave them the address and said, will you come here? And then I hung up the phone, and I called my wife. And uh, I didn't hang out up like that because it was a cell phone. (laughs) That tells you how old I am. I hung up the phone and I called my wife. This was the most troubling call of all. And I said, uh, sweetheart, I know you have told me that I should never leave my keys in the car, but I left my keys in the car and I came out and, baby, the car is gone. The car had been stolen. You women have no mercy. There was a long pause. I said, are you there? She said, Ken, I dropped you off. That's a true story. I said, can you come and get me? She said, yes, I will be there in about 15 or 20 minutes. I said, no, why 15 or 20 minutes? Can you come and get me now? She said, I will be there in just a little while. I said, why just a little while? She said, I have to convince this policeman that I have not stolen your car. All right, there you have it. Ken Davis, the confused stage of life. And I (laughs) just thought that was too funny. As I was surfing for a clip for the show, I was like, "That, that's it for this time. <laughs> so what did you think of that, Adam? Oh, I think that's awesome. And I love, <laughs> I, I lost it when he said true story. <laughs> really happened. <laughs> well, and, and that's one thing that I really like about Ken Davis. 
Because, like, some comedians, you know that exaggeration is part of their spiel. And I'm sure that for him it is, too. Like, he has one uh, sketch where he says that his wife was told that he couldn't, they couldn't have children. And at first they didn't want children, so that was okay. And he said, now we have two children, one named physically and one named impossible. <laughs> because it was supposedly physically impossible that they were going to have children. That's funny. Now, I know that's not their names. Right. But so but a lot of times when he delivers stuff you can pretty much tell that it's a true story. Yeah. And of course when he says true story afterwards then that just underscores that and makes it all the more funny <laughs> cuz it's something that actually happened. So I just thought that it would be good to give us some levity as we go into the weekend um this last weekend of January um we are we are just over a month into winter, so we have a little less than two months left. We can make it. I know <laughs> we can. Almost to the halfway point. And so I just wanted to encourage you on this day. I hope that you've enjoyed the Freeform Friday. If you have any ideas for this particular show that we do, which is in the end of every five-week month. Um, so I, I'm not sure when the next month will be. I think it might be March although I'm not sure off the top of my head because I don't have a calendar in front of me. But we will be back with Freeform Friday again in the next five-week months. So if you have anything you would like to have us include, maybe a story we should talk about, maybe a funny invention, I'll love the Domino's Easy button that we should profile, <laughs> anything like that, just drop us an email, um, and the contact information is at the end of the show. All right, well, that's pretty much all I have today. Um, but... Uh, like I always say, have a great weekend and keep serving the best of math. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. <laughs>